0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. I am your host this week, Will Tarashuk, the founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. If this is your first time listening to the show, first off, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, And this is a podcast for podcasters by podcasters. So we talk to other podcasts, we learn about their show, how they got started, why they do what they do, um, and a little fun things in between. So this week, I am joined by John Bassett from The Why Podcast. John, welcome to the show. I'm very happy to have you here.
1: Yeah, very happy to be here. Well, thanks for doing this.
0: Of course, the podcast community sticks together as we were talking about off air before we got started. So, I guess my first question to you: you just started just a few months ago. We were recording this in December. You started off in September. So, tell us about you, who you are, like what you do, I guess, in the real world, and why you started your podcast. Like, so, what's your story?
1: yeah, so i um I mean, I have a pretty typical job. i um I work in a in a warehouse um in the retail kind of situation. Um, and i've been pot- I've really been podcasting for over a year now. um i I do another show with a friend of mine, Chris, um, okay. called the Summit Up Podcast and that was born out of our love for movies and tv and all things entertainment and so we if that's more like a news breakdown kind of giving our thoughts and opinions on what's going on in the world um but what got me started with this show the why um was just my genuine kind of innate curiosity with people and with their stories and the why has always been the most important question for me mm. um just figuring out the reasons behind something, learning the history of it, um, what kind of was foundational in something happening, and so when when I when I look at, at different people in different situations, that's always one of the first things I ask is if they if they're out there doing something in the world, why did they do it? Why did they get into it? Um, and I think that's one of the universal things that we all can connect with is is motivations. Um, Because we all have those, we all have uh, drive and purpose, and and if we can kind of relate that to what other people are doing, maybe that can help our own stories as well.
0: Okay, so what led you? So that that's a great concept because it's something one that everyone can relate with. It reminds me of a podcast my friend used to do um, that he fell off the face of the earth doing was called the Don't Tell Anyone. Where he would invite guests on and tell embarrassing stories about themselves, which is a phenomenal concept. And it's <laughs> it's very similar to like, um, like the why is very it's very abstract, as opposed to like uh, don't tell anyone is very specific. But it it mm-hmm. makes people open up, right? It makes people try and tell things they might not be comfortable telling on a podcast to a complete stranger. So like, how did how do you cope with that in terms of dealing with guests? And bringing them onto your show,
1: I mean my my whole purpose behind doing it is to um, make the guests feel comfortable. Um, It it honestly it started out with me just looking at my own personal friend group and saying, "Wow, all of these people are going off to do these incredible careers and have these incredible stories." Um, Like some of the first people I interviewed were uh, was not professional opera singer, um, a filmmaker in Atlanta, uh, this profession or this uh, studio musician. Um, so people that I, I went to college with that I grew up with and and so there was already that kind of familiarity. so I wasn't out trying to um, make anybody uh, get shown in a negative light at all. Um, I really just want to uh, show I mean like the good side to everybody. Um, so I, it's more about uplifting stories. And when I'm when I'm researching into who the person is and what kind of things I can talk about, it's always um, done with this with, through the lens of I'm not here to make them look bad or to take them by surprise, um, and it, it's it's about my own genuine interest in them, and so it's more about the things that I think um, are relatable with other people and the things that I find interesting because I think if if, if you if you're having a conversation with someone and you're talking about things that you are passionate about, um, then it's only going to – it's only going to be a good conversation from there.
0: Right, 100%. And the name, the why, know, I'm shocked that was available. But was that like <laughs> – was that your first – like you sit around the round table and like, okay, what can I do? Like I have, I have a podcast idea. I already have a movie one. Politics is overdone. There's a 10,000 wrestling podcast out there. All right, let's kind of have this concept. Was the name, the why – your first choice
1: surprisingly yes um the biggest debate really was just over whether or not it would have a question mark at the end um Mm -hmm. and my wife who gives incredible honest feedback um and who i really rely on as far as like uh finding things that are um that maybe i don't see myself um uh i mean she's very blunt with how she puts things so um, when i was kind of setting this all up i would always go to her and and ask about what her thoughts were on this because if yeah, my perspective was if she found it interesting then other people would as well because right. maybe it would be more than just me personally of what i find interesting um but yeah it, it's just it's a very simple concept um uh it, it was never meant to be anything super elaborate or super um like complicated um, it, like I said, it was just—it's always—it's always comes back to the why for me, and so somehow that's just the first thing that came to mind, and and that's kind of what it settled on. I mean, great, there have been variations of the why podcast out there, so it's not the only thing with the words the why in it. Um, but yeah, I was I was very lucky that I got to pick what I wanted.
0: Yeah, and I I, I agree with you. I agree with you, wife. The the no question mark. Um, I don't know. It just it just, <laughs> it, just it just it just looks better. I don't know what it is. It just, it just, it works. Um, so definitely good advice there. So is this like a passion project for you or is this something you kind of want to kind of try and be like that kind of that entrepreneurial spirit and kind of turn that passion into kind of a profit and a small business?
1: Well, I mean, I think as a, as a podcaster, if, if any of us can make money doing what we're doing, then that's the, that's the goal. Um, But I, this has just been really more of a a hobby for me and a passion project. Um, Just telling authentic, real stories um, and talking with people that I find really interesting. And, and so it's as much for me as it, as it is for the people that listen um, and I in a long term. I mean, I would, yeah, I would like to make money off of it. Um, but if I go and do this for years and and I don't make a dime off of it, then I will be just as fulfilled as as if I do make money. And I I think that's really, I think that should be the goal for any of us. Is um, if if we are just doing it and we have one listener out there, then that should be enough. Because um, it's it's in the end, we're all left with with the things that we made and. I mean, money is great, yeah, but um, if we're not really enjoying what we're doing, then eventually it's gonna it's gonna suffer because we're not really passionate about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, have you or would you have your wife on?
1: I I have told her I think she would be a great guest. Um, she's a nurse. Um, I think she's had a really interesting life, a really interesting family, and I I it would. I think I'm a little close to the situation. It would probably take me a little bit to get good enough questions that I would have to, um, like, recognize that we've already talked about maybe, but the rest of the world hasn't really gotten
0: filled in on. You kind of of want casual conversations.
1: Yeah, but I I, I think I've told her that for, like, the 100th episode, I would like to interview her. But, yeah, no, 100% I'd like to.
0: Okay, 100th episode. It takes... It takes a long, it takes a long time to get there. I remember my my first podcast having its hundredth episode, I was just like, "It took us almost almost three years to get here. Huh? There's fifty two yeah. weeks in a year. We should have gone here easy." But no, <laughs> it it uh, yeah that that one hundredth milestone is is exciting, and we recently celebrated two hundred episodes of my wrestling podcast. So it only it only gets better, and I like the idea of. The passion, because I think any successful person will tell you it started as a passion. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's the right mindset to have, especially for a podcast like yours, right? You got you to gotta have a specific mindset going into it. So like when you're talking to someone, either someone you know or someone who's a complete stranger, how does that mindset change? Like do you do research on these people?
1: Yeah. So I, whether they're a friend or a complete stranger, I try and treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. And I want the conversation to feel as comfortable and open as possible. Um, so I try and be as inviting as I can and be as comfortable as I can. And I think that kind of sets the tone for it. But I, I try not to do um, interviews on short notice because I like to spend uh, a decent amount of time looking into people. I mean, like if, if it's a friend of mine or somebody that's not quote unquote famous, uh, then I go through their social media, kind of get a gauge on their interests, the things that they've gone through in life, um, the things that they've they've shared and they've been through. Um, but if if it's somebody that's a little bit um, a little bit more famous, uh, like the, for the fifth episode we did, um, I had Bob Bergen on on the podcast and he's been the voice of Porky Pig since the 90s. Um, so you can imagine that there's quite a bit more out on him than there is um, yeah. a friend of mine who's a singer songwriter. Um, but yeah, I, I try and think of, and especially with people like that, that have done podcasts before, that have been out and had a lot of interviews, I try and, and think of questions from a different perspective that maybe they haven't been asked before. Um, cause I, my big worry is that it would just kind of, all blend together with everything else they've been through. And I want it to be a different memorable experience for them where they, maybe they're challenged. Maybe they are asked something that they haven't thought about before. Um, And and maybe it's a little cheesy, but I think one of the biggest compliments I could receive from a guest is, is them saying, "Uh, man, that's a really good question and actually mean it. And not just kind of going along with the flow of the conversation.
0: Yeah. And as a host, you can definitely tell the difference. But let's take a step back for a second. You said you had you had on Porky Pig.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bob so, Green, he's um
0: Yeah, take me through that. How did you one <laughs> like the, don't give up personal information, but how did you get in contact with him? Do you know him personally? Is a friend, family, friend? Like, how do you get Porky Pig on your podcast? That's incredible.
1: Well, that's the thing, man. So uh, the first episode I did was a friend of mine, Trevor, uh, who's a a filmmaker in Atlanta. And he had mentioned that he had him on his show a while back and that he was just the nicest guy and super friendly um, and that I should reach out to him. And and the biggest piece of advice he had for me was just reach out to people on social media. Twitter is a big way to connect with people. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, just try and reach out. And the worst thing that they can do is say no. But um, I think some of a lot of times, me, especially, like I've always been intimidated by people like that and think, man, there's no way that they would ever talk to me because I'm just just a regular guy. Um, but I, I found him on social media, reached out, and literally within ten minutes, he responded, "Yeah, sure. give me the details. Um, and I just remember feeling floored like, that was the first time that I had been able <laughs> to talk with like a celebrity like that. Yeah. And you're like, and, you're like uh,
0: crap, now what? <laughs> it works. Yeah, so yeah. What, do I,
1: what do I do now? I mean, this is the guy that voiced Porky Pig on Space Jam. And I get to have a conversation with him. Oh, my um, God. But in, in researching him, I like it, it humanizes people just by learning more about them and, and learning about the why's in their life. It and, and makes them more relatable. Um, so I, I got to talk with him about how he started and how he basically stalked Mel Blank, uh, to get advice from him and get it an in with the community. And it, it's, it was just a really fun conversation. He was nothing, um, but super nice, super friendly, very open. Um, and situations like that, like when you have an opportunity to talk to someone like that, like you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable and ask them things that will put but I mean, you you want to be as open and friendly as possible.
0: Yeah, like especially like with with someone the caliber of that kind of guest, right? You also got to think, okay, what question hasn't he been asked? Because you don't want to go through the motions asking the same million questions he's been asked before, right? Because then he's going to be disinterested. So, like, what? Like, uh, I also want you to plug where they can find this particular podcast. Um, so, like, what kind of questions did you ask him? And people listening, because so I'm going to go back and listen to it. Where can they find it? And like, what did you kind of ask them?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's the Why podcast. Uh, whenever you're searching it on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or um, uh, Spotify or Anchor or anywhere else you get your stuff, it's the big blue and white one with a uh, blue head and microphone. Um, so I, I, I went through and listened to a lot of the interviews that he had done. Um and just trying to weed out the questions that were really common, um and and think about things, right? Maybe that he was more passionate about that hadn't been asked before. Um, so I'm uh, in the process while we're talking of looking at the script that I I wrote down to ask him. Um, so I, I mean, I asked about his influences, kind of how he got started. But he also has a website that has all of this information and uh, call, like, recorded calls with Mel blank about how he got started. So I, I wanted to limit that as much as possible because a lot of that information is already out there. So why would I just want to bury that? Uh, excuse me, uh, with with just more of the same stuff for him. Um, but I asked him about uh, how COVID has affected voice acting and the entertainment industry and genuinely he has been working more now than he did before um because he he was able to set up a home studio and he records remotely it's it suffers a bit when with the acting because acting is reacting is what he always says Mm. and so when you don't have that other person on the other side of the mic to react with um sometimes your acting can suffer but I. it, then it comes down to just being a professional and knowing how to do your job well. Um, but uh, we talked about uh, how he's so generous with talking to people like me and what kind of made him that way and the influences that he had in his life, um, kind of why he got into voice acting and what drew him into cartoons. Did he always want to be Porky Pig or was there some other kind of roles? Um, and the the last thing that I had him do... because. Um, when you have somebody like that on, that's a voice actor. Oh yeah. I, mean, I know this is going hundred <laughs> <laughs> well, percent. Like, you, you want them to kind of like show off a little bit and, uh, voice act. And, and so I wanted to do it in, in a new way that I hadn't heard him do. And I listened to probably a dozen other interviews that he had done. And so I, rather than just kind of ask him to be a certain voice and, and just, Hey man, be funny. Come on. Tell me something as porky pick. Um, I got together a list of, of five characters, uh, actually six characters that he has, he's done pretty prolifically. Um, Tweety Bird, Speedy Gonzalez, there's Lester Jr. He does a lot of the Looney Tunes. Right. Um, he's, he's been Luke Skywalker in the Robot Chicken movies. Uh, oh, man. So I... And he, he makes a special uh, clarification between pre- and post-Jedi Luke. So I made sure to include that. Um, and then he was Bucky the Squirrel in Emperors new Groove. So knowing all of these characters that he had been, I went through and asked him um, uh, questions as these characters. Um, So, like, Tweety Bird, I just asked, if you could have dinner with anybody in the world, alive or dead, who would it be? Um, Just kind of fun, innocuous questions to ask. And then um, Bucky the Squirrel, who doesn't speak anything other than little chirps and... Non nonsensical noises. I just ask, what do you think the meaning of life is? <laughs> um, so trying to make it fun, trying to keep him engaged, and he seemed like he had never been put in that specific situation before. He was having to think on his feet and kind of be. Um, he was improvising a lot, so it was just fun and just. And I wanted it to be something that he could enjoy as well.
0: Yeah, and that that's good too because like he's probably used to doing more like, you know, terrestrial radio, even like video interviews where it's like, you know, that mainstream media where it's like you got to be kind of cut and dry. You come onto a podcast and it's complete it's the wild west. You can literally do and say anything. So that's probably really refreshing. Um so like were you, are were you inspired by um any specific podcast, radio show to kind of start a podcast? Was kind of like, you know what? I can do this. Like how did you actually get the idea to even do a podcast, not this one specifically or your other one, just kind of in general? What made you interested in podcasting?
1: Yeah, so there are three main influences that have really impacted me um, throughout this whole journey here. Uh, So I love um, Hot Ones, and I think that Mm. Sean Evans is an incredible host for that YouTube show. Um, he, I, I try and really emulate him in the, in the sense of he asks very deep and thoughtful questions that are well-researched, um, that the guests haven't been asked before and putting them in, in a comfortable situation while they're eating incredibly hot things. Um, so yeah, he was a big influence on the research aspect of it all. And then, um, the ID10T podcast with Chris Hardwick, um, formerly with the Nerdist, mm-hmm. or with Nerdist, um, he was just, he's a comedian, he has no real agenda when he goes into into interviews, which is opposite of me, but he just goes down the rabbit trails that the conversation leads, and um, has just incredibly insightful and just fun conversations with people, even without being super prepared. But I think he knows enough about the people to keep the conversation going. But just that level of comfort with the people and being able to just keep the conversation light. And then um, the last one is uh, um, oh my gosh, uh, off camera with Sam Jones. Uh, It's also a YouTube show, but he puts a podcast out, and it's him interviewing celebrities and and actors and kind of getting into the craft of it all. Uh, But I I loved his whole aesthetic. Behind the show, um, where like when you listen to his intro music and then you listen to the one that I wrote because um, I'm a musician and and I wanted to just do it all myself, mm-hmm. um, you can tell that it's the same type of style and type of feel. Um, so I, I really emulated his aesthetic for it all and just the level of kind of like soft comfort um, where it's an easy conversation to listen to. Listen to. Um, so yeah, those three and kind of picking out the best parts that I found in each three of those.
0: Okay. Interesting. Okay, that's very interesting. Like a lot of like YouTube. YouTube is a big influence. Like for me, how I found podcasting was through YouTube, um, and eventually Mm -hmm. just kind of snowballed into there. So I kind of want to go back again to the beginning. Um, You you strike me as someone who is very comfortable, and you have your persona down. You have the concept down. You have the idea and the research down. And now that is probably the hardest thing to do, especially when you're first starting. So kudos to you, my friend. That's incredible. But what what was, that That doesn't mean anything came easy. What was some of the challenges, like a hurdle you had to overcome, especially when you first started? What was that? Like writer's block even. It's like, okay, what am I going to ask this person? What was the biggest challenge when you first got started?
1: Uh, I think the biggest, well, the biggest lesson that I learned is that you may know interesting people, but they might, may not be interesting guests. Mm. Um, because I I talked with a lot, like I said, like I, I talked with initially a lot of friends that I had, um, that I had always wanted to have more in-depth conversations with, and maybe hadn't talked with. And uh, there's a guy that um, Chuck Wongus, who I interviewed, I hadn't talked with him since high school. Um, so it, it's been over a decade now that I've sat down with him face to face. But, uh, people, I, there's another interview that I won't, I won't mention, but, uh, going into it, it, it was something that I was genuinely curious about and really wanted to talk with this guest about. Um, but in the middle of the interview, it felt more like a lecture and I, it maybe it was just, wasn't what I expected. Yeah. Um, so I had to learn how to, and, and like, I never put anything on, on the guests. Uh, so I never blame it them for anything because in the end it's your show. You're the one that invited them on. You formulated the questions. You led the conversation. Um, so it, it was more of a learning experience for me and how to guide the conversation better and not let it get so rambly and let it be more guided and structured. Right. Um, but the probably uh, the hardest thing that I had to learn was um, time management and. Like if if this is a hobby of mine that isn't going to make any money and that I have a full time job and a wife and and family, um, I'm not going to let this overwhelm the rest of my life. Uh, so I, I had to discipline myself and ha- how often I scheduled guests, um, how much research I did, because I could I could go on rabbit trails with people all day long, but if if I have uh, obligations to attend to. I'm not going to spend four hours a night researching into somebody and formulating the best questions I could possibly ask um, because the rest of my world is going to suffer. Right. Um, so just really setting the structure for what I wanted it to be and how much time I wanted to commit. Because um, the other challenge I, I set for myself is that um, I'm not going to invest any money into this, which is a weird thing to say. Um, but I had all of the equipment from the other podcasts that I do with my friend Chris and um i i got a webcam because i wanted to have that face-to-face interaction but that was it and um and so doing everything on a sho- shoestring budget where i really nailed down how to edit the audio um how to put all that together or put all that together week to week and like i said like i also wrote um the intro and outro music for it um so getting that mixed and written and uh, done on Finale and putting all that together, um, it was it was fun. And that's that's the reason why I love this all so much is that every challenge that I faced was fun and enjoyable and um, nothing has ever been, I think, um, upsetting or like uncomfortable about this whole process. Um, I've enjoyed every second of it. And um, that's why I think I really lucked out with just the concept behind it all, the people I choose to to speak with, um, the whole process of it. It's just it's just fun.
0: Yeah. And it's just just to build off that, like as as a host, right, like it's 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 hard. It's hard being a host, interviewing people and kind of guiding that conversation because your job as that first mic host is to guide direction of the podcast and if you have a guest on or if you're talking about a certain topic you can do all the preparation in the world as much as you want but as soon as that mic gets hot and the conversation starts going you got to be ready to pivot you got to be ready to like expect the unexpected and you have plans because go out the window and just learn to let it rock um so that is something i myself had to learn as a host and as a co-host um, as a second mic, because then, like, even as a second mic, you kind of got to learn how to, how to, how to follow your main host lead. Now, I don't, I don't know if you and you and your friend on your other podcast, who kind of takes lead or if you take lead or if you take the back seat. But it's the same thing. You got to like, you can have all the preparation in the world, but you still got to know how to pivot. And especially with a guest, too, you got to kind of go, okay, we're gonna go down this road instead. Have a plan B. I have all my notes here, but out the window. Let's try something else. And, and, and that, even when that happens, it can turn out to be some of the best work you ever do.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I, I really enjoy. So, okay. So it's a win-win for me. So either I do all the research ahead of time and, um, the conversation is laid out in the script the way I want it to, and we follow it beat for beat and it's a great conversation. Um, and I win because I, I had the ability to go in and kind of structure a conversation the way that I thought they would enjoy and the one that was interesting and it, it went exactly according to plan. And that's great. Um, and it's also a win because if I plan everything and have everything laid out very clearly and, and the structure is great, um, but it takes a, a huge left turn and goes down a completely different direction, then I win because I learned something and I'm I'm engaged and following along the conversation with my guest and they're talking about something they're passionate about. So I, I get to follow down that journey with them and share that passion. Um, so again, I, it's, it was a complete accident that it turned out that way, but I, um, it's like a, a game of of chess to me, exactly. uh, and, a, and like a puzzle and how exactly. it all fits together. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it fits together in ways you didn't expect, but it's still just as fulfilling. Uh, so it, it's, I don't know, man, like it's, like I said, it's just a fun process that, um, Every interview that I've done has just gotten more and more um, enjoyable for me.
0: Now, do you have an interactive audience? Like your listeners, do they really engage with what you're doing either on social media, even like people you know, your friends texting you? Like when I sometimes like like, I do a podcast on like political stuff, right? So like every now Mm -hmm. I know, I know a few days later, I'm going to get a text from that certain person. Lo and behold, there it is. Um, so like, is your audience very engaged with what you're doing and like, how do you engage with them?
1: Yeah. So I have a Facebook page. Uh, you just search the Y podcast and that pops up. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it really depends on how engaging you are with your guests or with your audience. Um, so I, rather than just post the weekly episode every week and say a little something about that. Um, What I also try and do is share things that um, my guests are involved in throughout the course of the week that I interviewed them. Um, So uh, I had a guest on who's professional opera singer, uh, Kaylee Nichols. And uh, one of the things that we talked about was how to make opera more accessible to to everyday people, because it always seems kind of like hoity-toity and kind of uppity a little bit but she shared this youtube channel where a guy breaks down famous operas in under two minutes or whatever mm. um, so it's this really funny uh very enjoyable youtube channel that i shared clips from um, as a way to kind of reference the conversation we had uh, and also share the things that they're interested in the things that i learned about um so yeah like i the audience seems very interactive with it um what's really fun to me is uh seeing people that i'm not because i mean like it started as obviously like me just sharing with my friends on facebook and going from there but it's branched out to where half of half of the audience aren't even people that i know um or that i'm i'm friends with uh and so seeing people that have no connection to me personally interact on questions that i pose or or post that I make on there. Um, it's just, it just goes back to how universal the, the whole idea is about the why. Um, and I genuinely, I try and make it as minimally about me as possible. Um, so like you you won't see my name on, on the cover art uh, or in the description. I'll introduce myself at in the beginning, but that's it. Because um, I don't want my face to be out there for it. I don't want, I want... I don't want to necessarily hide behind um, like the show, um, but I want the focus to be on the people that I'm interviewing. And mm-hmm. I don't want it to seem like the conversation is going to be back, like just pivoted back to how I perceive things and my take on on their thoughts or whatever. Like I want it to be an engaging conversation with them. So I think that's what I really want the audience to engage with is um, the people that I, I talk with and the interests that they have I want my audience to learn something as well and to be engaged with what these people are passionate
0: about. So would you, would you consider it to be the, the, the biggest benefit to listening to your show for your audience? It's like, okay, you're going to get a deeper look inside this very specific person. Or is there something, something, maybe something else you think your audience can kind of take away from your show?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I pick guests who I think will be interesting to a large number of people and have universal stories to to share. Um, so I I hope that they're engaged with them. Um, and I, like I said, like I try and make it as entertaining as possible, but I also make it for me and uh, ask questions that I find interesting um, that I I hope that the guests find interesting as well and want to be engaged with. Um, But yeah, I I think, like I said, I think that I want more than anything, I want the focus to be on my guests and their interests.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's a weird blend of, like, I'm doing this for me, but I'm also doing it for you. It's because like you, you like, you, you bring on people you're very interested in for you. You ask questions you have for you, but at the same time, you make it all about them and all about the audience. That's a very interesting combination And that's a very, like, it's a very successful potion for success. I I find that very interesting. Um, So let's pivot to your actual guests. Now, have you done any, uh, with COVID, it's more difficult, but have you done any in-person or all of them remote? And which do you prefer?
1: So I have not done any in-person interviews. Uh, It's all done over uh, Zoom. Um, which, I mean, granted, the audio quality can suffer because of that. Um, You can't control the kind of mic and and audio setup that your guests have. Um, I've had some people uh, record on their, um, like, uh, earbuds. And they'll just (laughs) – I had one guy uh, that I spoke with uh, recorded through his phone and over his earbuds, and honestly, like, the the audio quality was still great. Um, uh, But I I think because of COVID, we've all kind of adjusted to – um, a more intimate kind of Zoom-level quality conversation. Uh, so a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, they're done over Zoom now because they can't have in-person guests. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just normalized that kind of content. Um, so the fact that I'm doing it uh, doesn't really seem to be jarring, jarring to anybody. And I, I think long-term, I would like to do in-person guests, but a lot of the people that I speak with now live all over the country and so unless I were to fly them out here to Chattanooga um, and put them up and then no. have a studio to record in. No thanks.
0: In. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. That's Rogan money we're talking here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: I, I'm totally content with just doing Zoom interviews. And if if that's the best quality that it comes out of or that comes out of it, then I'm I'm fine with that. Because my my main goal right now is to focus on honing the quality of the conversation and the quality of the content and eventually um, I if this does become a career and become sustainable, that eventually the money will come in to be able to afford good and great sound equipment in a studio yeah. and to do it professionally. Um, but I think before that comes, I have to be as good as I can be as a host and um as a content creator. So that's that's my main focus right now, is just focusing on the core idea and content.
0: Yeah, that's a hundred percent the right way to do it. And it it does, it does go back to you know, your whole your whole conversation with Porky Pig. I'm just gonna keep calling him Porky Pig because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but like, you know, when you have like with, with voice acting in particular, when you have someone else that bounce off of, you react better. So that the the content itself might be better when you're in person because that that natural connection, looking at each other, that conversation might be a little bit better, but the access you have over the internet is incredible. Like I, I yes the other day I was talking to this gentleman from New Zealand. I would never ever be able to talk to him ever. And just like, you know, the chemistry was there, the conversation was phenomenal. And it worked just as well. But personally, I do prefer in person. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you gotta make do and if it works, it works. So it's really it comes down to preference, pros and cons to each. But tell me more about your guests. How how do you find them? And is it difficult is it difficult to find them or do you have like a like a laundry list of, okay, here's, I'm good for the next three months on guests. I am solid.
1: <laughs> so I, before I started, um, I got together a list of uh, about 20 people that I knew that I wanted to interview. It was like my wish list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started just messaging, messaging people on Facebook and saying, hey, I'm going to start doing this project. I'd love for you to be a part of it. And the benefit of of doing that, where it's um, it's something with personal friends who I already have a connection with, who aren't super famous, it means that mine is probably the first podcast they've done. So they already feel um, honored by being a part of this and being able to be recorded. Um, and that's, again, like I always try and bring it back to them and uh, make them feel comfortable and respected. And so um, I, I want to make sure that I'm using the best use of, of their time. Uh, but I mean, like doing like this, like, honestly, you're the first interview that I've done. Um, so this has been a blast for me being on this end of it. Yeah, I, it's much more um, relaxing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I had a list of people that I wanted to, to talk with, and I, I was super fortunate that everybody that I reached out to, um, has, has agreed to do it at one point or another. Um, and sometimes it's a matter of scheduling conflicts and, and, uh, like, uh, this got delayed because of personal stuff going on with my family. And, um, and so life happens, but I tried to create a buffer of, um, like I launched with three episodes because I wanted people to have more than just one show to, to listen to. Um, and then I wanted to try and keep one or two in the bank at all times. So that if something happened or I wasn't able to get somebody for one week, I would always have something else I can put out. I wasn't waiting on guests to record with and then put that out like a day or two later. Um, so that was that was the initial... Uh, goal was just finding people that I knew personally and talking with them. And then as those people started, um, kind of, as, as I started making my way through that list, um, I really started getting more interacted with, uh, the podcast community as a whole, which has been an incredible experience. Um, I had no idea that there were these such, like such, so, so many of these large Facebook groups out there with such supportive people in there. Um. And so i I made a post on a couple pages, uh, shared the the concept of of what I'm doing with the show and what I'm looking for, who I am. and it's it's been a phenomenal response. Um, I mean, I've had dozens and dozens of people message me asking. and there's that's again comes back to the discipline between what or, or for what I'm looking for and what I think the show is supposed to be, where um, somebody may, message me and they may have a great story, but it may not fit with what I'm trying to do. Mm. Uh, That's nothing against them because they would be a great guest on another show. Um, But there are only so many life coaches that you can interview and not tell the same story. Right. Uh, So I, I have to um, really have the wisdom to know uh, this person represents this career field, whatever you want to call it. Well, And, um, I want to try and mix it up as much as I can. So I try and look for a diverse group of guests, uh, whether it be doing different things personally or career wise. Um, but I've also made it a point to, uh, interview a mix of, of men and women. Uh, uh, and so it's not just all one perspective. Like I want to try and get as broad as I can. Um, and I, I have a lot of guy friends that are in uh, a lot of great fields, but um, I also wanted to make sure that it was, it's a well-represented podcast. Um, So uh, Tara Eusebi was my last guest and uh, I met her through the, through one of the podcasting groups and she is a a creator of this app Bless um, where it's, it's like um, an altruistic Craigslist where you can go out and post a need that you have, And people from all over the world can see that and and meet it. Uh, And the whole tagline is share a need, meet a need. Um, So finding people like that, that have this incredible story and this incredible perspective, um, while trying to maintain balance between uh, types of careers, types of people, um, all of the different things that I want to make uh, to form together a well represented podcast. Mm -hmm.
0: And, I got to ask, you have like, you talk to a bunch of different people, but is there a certain type of person, be it profession, backgrounds um, that you prefer? Like you being a musician, do you prefer to speak to musicians or do you kind of want to avoid musicians because you already know what they're going to
1: say? I mean, I if I had the musicians that I've had on there, um, I've tried to to talk with people that have different experiences than me mm-hmm. uh, because I I want to be able to learn Through the podcast as well uh so i i mean i i think more often than not i've i've interviewed i think more musicians just kind of naturally because of the circle of friends that i have um but honestly i i have been pleasantly surprised with how much i've learned and grown from this um through all different types of fields Uh, so I, I don't know that I necessarily have one that sticks out more than others. Um, just because, like I said, like I try and make it as diverse as I can. Um, so it doesn't sound like the same type of people over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think just because of what my experiences are and the things that I've, um, have more familiarity with, um, I think I can connect with musicians more, um, But I'm also trying to push myself to connect with all types of people, um, even people that I have no kind of familiarity or common commonality with at all. Um, And I think that's one of the most rewarding types of interviews is to see somebody that you wouldn't talk with or that you wouldn't um, uh, be associated with and finding the common ground between you and then both of you growing because of the conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. What do you play? What instrument? uh so i was classically
1: trained on trombone um but i play guitar a little piano bass um a little mm-hmm. bit of everything uh, so yeah like so my experience is as is, is a classically trained trombone which is how i had the um uh the experience to be able to write my own music uh i'm a arranger as well so i take songs that are already out there and um, kind of put my own spin on them um, and rewrite them for different types of groups Um, I did that for, for a while in college and, uh, yeah, so, um, I also, I also grew up in the church, so I'm Christian, Christian music is a big foundation behind like the guitar work that I do. Um, but, uh, yeah, so classically and,
0: uh, church musician. Love it. Well, you're talking to a drummer here, so much respect. Oh nice. Um, yeah, nice. I I played I played for 10 years. Um obviously it's it's hard to have a drum set in an apartment building, but once I once I buy yep. my own house and have a family, I'm buying a drum set as big as I can. Uh, like I'm <laughs> gonna pick it up again. Um, where was that gonna lead me? Oh, like um do you do you release your music? Do you have a SoundCloud? Like, is there a, somewhere, somewhere where people can actually listen to your music? No, so that nah. Um just really- just for you, just keep it personal. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: And and honestly, I haven't really had the time or um, inspiration to to get into that a lot lately. Um, Music's one of those things that I found since I got out of school uh, that it kind of comes in waves for me where I'll get really into arranging and do all these types of of, of different things. um, And then I'll lose the inspiration or I won't have as much really that's, um, that's inspiring me at the moment and so it'll kind of fade back and then a a year or two later i'll get really into it again and it'll kind of be like a a cycle like that um so i'm not i'm not really like i don't have a lot of music that's put out there um i have a couple songs that i arranged for groups in college that um, they performed at like 10-year reunions and um, different types of ensemble groups um and and that's really, really that's that's more of a thing for me. And that um, like I I kind of see like arranging music as that same kind of puzzle, um, mm-hmm. where I like to see how all the different things fit together. Um, like making unique sounds for, with different instrument groups uh, that maybe wouldn't be expected. Um, so it, it's it's more of just like a personal hobby than it is kind of putting it out there for the public.
0: Yeah, I hear you, man. No, for sure, music music is a very music's project one of the most personal things you can create because you're literally creating something out of nothing. So I, I totally, I totally believe it. I totally, I totally understand. Um, But let's, (laughs) let's go back. Let's go back to your guests. We got a little off the beaten path, but see, left turn. That's like I was saying. Um, When you, when you are talking to guests, uh, do they they ever come up to you beforehand and go, listen, like, man, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. Let's try to avoid this. Or um, if people are people open books, like do you ever encounter that kind of a problem?
1: No. um, And I know a lot of podcasters will, will recommend sending your questions to the yes beforehand to kind of give them an idea of what you want to talk about. Um, But no, I mean, I've, I've been very fortunate. Nobody's ever said, Hey, this is off the table. Or, um, and honestly, I've never sent any questions to people ahead of time um, because I personally, like I would want them to kind of be reacting in the moment. Um, I don't want it to feel rehearsed or planned out. Um, I want the conversation to feel as organic as possible. And that's part of the challenge as a host is knowing exactly where you want the conversation to go, um, and the beats you want to hit, but making it feel and transition as seamlessly as possible. Um, which is also one of the most rewarding things for me is, is laying out the conversation and, um, and having the guest having the guest naturally lead me to where I want to go next, um, based on the things that I already know about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I've been like I said, I've been very fortunate. Um, people have been very open. Uh, like I said, like I try and ask questions that are um, uh, that I would want to be asked. Um, so I, just the nature of the show, I think, and the way that I I approach it, leads people to never feel uncomfortable. At least I
0: hope. Yeah. But it is, it is a little bit of a give and take. Like if you, if it's because your podcast is very personable, it's very relatable. So how, how comfortable are you revealing a lot of things about yourself? Cause now granted, you don't, you don't want to make it about you, but Mm -hmm. it's hard to do a podcast like that without opening yourself up. So how comfortable are you with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I try and be an open book as possible um, or as much of an open book as I can. Uh, So I, if if it feels right, I inject my own personal feelings with something and and make it relatable with how I see things. Um, but I, I mean, like people have asked me questions, um, as much as I've asked them stuff. And I, I think in order to have a good conversation, um, you need to be as open as you can. And I mean, I would hope that if there was anything that somebody didn't want to go into, uh, they would let me know ahead of time. Um, I mean, like with people that I'm less familiar with, I might ask, um, uh, is there anything that you'd like to hit and focus more on the, the that side of it um, rather than um, anything that may be embarrassing to them at all? And again, that just goes back to the preparation um, of doing the research about the guests. And that's the format that works best for me um, of knowing what they're passionate about. Um, and people are always very open about their passions and they can talk about those for days. Uh, so as long as we, as long as I stick to what they're passionate about, um, there's never really any kind of roadblocks or stumbling blocks or anything that I would meet along the way.
0: Okay. So how much how much time do you think you put into your podcast a week? That's always a, that's always a tough question I like to ask people because it's just like, well, how much time do I put into this podcast a week? Like, because a podcast really can be like a part time job. Or if you're doing multiple, it's a full-time job. So how much time of your life do you think you put into this podcast?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it can it can definitely consume your life if you're not careful. Um, I try, and depending on the, and how the interview goes and how many technical glitches there are, because with Zoom, the audio does cut in and out um, occasionally. It's not, it, I've been very fortunate. It's not been very prominent for what I've done. Um, but there, were, there was one interview that I did uh, when there was uh, a small storm going on that really interrupted um, the recording for that, so it was it was a matter of like stopping and starting and saying, "Hey, we got to back up a second. Um, Let we'll me lead you into that question again, mm-hmm. and we better re-record that." Um, so with interviews like that, uh, it can take a couple hours to edit just the conversation. And then that it also tags on um, having to put up the music on and record the intro because I do that after the facts. Um, but if the conversation goes well and there's no technical glitches, and I feel like there aren't a lot of ums and ahs, um, which is something that I've tried to really focus on as a communicator of knowing what I want to say and how I want to say it and not tripping over my words so much, um, which is helping me grow as a person, I feel like. Uh, when interviews go smoothly like that and I'm comfortable with how the conversation went right after the fact, it might only take me like half an hour to an hour to put it all together. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really just depends on, on the thing. Unfortunately it depends on the things that I can't control more often than not.
0: Okay. So in these past few months, what have you learned, I guess, about, about yourself? What has been the biggest personal growth you have experienced in doing this podcast?
1: I mean, I, I think just in in talking with all these types of people, uh, I have learned to be more empathetic, mm. more aware of what people are going on or, or what people are going through. Um, because it, you may see somebody react in, okay, so like I've, I've said this on one of the episodes, you like you may see an angry driver that cuts you off and um, flips you the bird or anything. and. Uh, and you may immediately think that action that they just had defines them and that well, that is who they are. They are a, a road rage filled, angry driver to me. <laughs> uh, but if you take a second and ask the question why, then uh, you may learn. And like, obviously you can't have this conversation with a driver, but um, uh, you may if you ask that question to somebody in real life that you can connect with, you may learn. Uh, what's gone on in their personal life, and that's made them into that type of person today. Um, what what has kind of put them in that mindset? And maybe they're struggling with something that you had no idea about. Um, they weren't comfortable with sharing. Um, so it's it's helped me kind of be more um, uh, intuitive with how people are are feeling, um, and just try and be as open minded as I can be, um, whether it be. Uh, political views uh, or personal views about things, I, I try and always see the common ground more than anything because through this podcast, I've learned that no matter where we come from or where we are in life, there is so much that still connects us that if we find those threads that we all share, that um, there's that commonality and there's, there's a foundation for uh, an understanding and a, a friendship potentially between us and whoever we meet.
0: All right. John, I love it. That's the perfect place to end this podcast. I couldn't I couldn't have put a better bow on it myself, but I'm going to try. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And John, thank you for being my guest on the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. Everyone go and check out his podcast, The Why, available anywhere. John, if someone wants to reach out to you and be a guest on your show, how can they do that? The floor is yours. Please plug away.
1: Yeah. So, uh, anchor has a message or has an option where you can leave a voice message. Feel free to do that. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, uh Jonathan bots at B O T S E T. And, um, I'd be happy to reach out to you. Uh, I I'm always looking for interesting stories, interesting people who have a unique perspective. Um, so if you feel like you have a story to share, I'd be happy to talk with you. Um, it may be a couple months before your episode airs. Uh, but, um, just that's just because there are so many positive stories out there that i feel like um can be shared and i've been very fortunate to be able to speak with a lot of them already um so yeah i'm uh facebook uh you can message the why podcast page directly and i'll respond um yeah so facebook and facebook is a great way to reach me
0: love it all right john well if you're down add my name to the list please i would love to yeah, absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Guys, that is John Butset, uh, the Why Podcast. John, thank you again so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And if you want to listen, like, blah, 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 try it again. If you like this podcast and you want to hear more, go to ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com and find all of our other podcasts, all of our other guests from the Ambiguous Podcast Solution, or find other podcasts on our network. If you are interested in joining our network, please feel reach out to us at info at APS podcast com and we'd love to talk to you um we will be back next week next time with a brand new guest and possibly a new host but until then you all take care and we'll see you next time